Welcome, everyone, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I'm your host, Russell Rowe, and I want to welcome my co-host, Shane Eisterhold, Patrick Smith, and Nick Irwin. Hey, Patrick. Where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram uh, at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's on the menu today? We break the fourth wall and introduce the fourth flavor, the bean and cheese burrito, Russell Rowe. In this episode, we discuss Russ's top five favorite games and top five disappointed games. Russ, take it away. Well, first off, I want to thank everybody for letting me be a part of this podcast. Um, I've known you all for quite a while, and, and I'm glad that you all uh, intertwined me here. And, and uh, I'm really excited that I get to discuss some of these things. Uh, I was really disappointed I wasn't able to share this the first time. But, man, it's it's going to be exciting. I'm pretty sure uh, Patrick, who probably knows me best out of everybody, probably guessed a couple of these things. Um uh, I'm, I'm going to give it out to, to him. I'm gonna, I'd like to know from him first, uh, actually from all three of you, which ones do you think may make my worst list and what might make my best list? So, so Pat, what, what, what game do you think or, or games do you think will be on those lists? Well, I think the game, the game that we first started playing together uh, is probably going to be it, which is going to be Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, it's going to be on the list for sure. Don't know where, but it's probably going to be pretty close up in the top list. Um, probably Freelancer is going to be there on your favorites. The Disappointments is a little bit harder for me because you, you're kind of like me. You don't play something that you don't like. So a Disappointment is going to be one of those oddball choices. But let's see. So Disappointed Games, man, that's going to be rough. To be honest, I'm not sure on the Disappointed list. I'm. It's going to be. It's going to be a... I bet once you say it, I'll probably realize what's on the list, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he hated that game. Because most of the time, you don't. Uh, the games that you don't like are stuff that I don't like for the most part. I'm not going to play Dark Souls or anything like that, but it didn't even make my list of hated games uh, or disliked games. So disappointments. Um, maybe WoW's on there, because WoW was a big one for us, and then it died. Maybe Star Wars Galaxy's on both lists, because, you know, it was great until NGE, <laughs> and then NGE killed it. I mean, literally. Everybody played that game, you and I included, uh, until we went to bed one night and woke up the next morning and NGE came out and it was pretty much like, that's the end of it. I'm done. No more. So Very I think that those are going to be on there. So, you know, uh, the the dislikes will probably be a little bit of a shocker for me. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Shane, what do you think on his list? Oh, my God. It's Russ. So let's see. Uh, I definitely agree with your like. Um I'm really more trying to figure out his dislike because we've been playing for a while now and there's been some turds <laughs> that he has not liked. So, uh, man, I really can't think of the name of that one that we played. It was uh, kind of a cheap little RPG, top-down, saved like crap, played like crap. Oh, my God, what name was it? Uh, Nine Parchments. Nine parchments. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah one. I mean, that's a good guess. I mean, that's a good guess, but I definitely, uh, I'll, I'll say now that did not make the list. But you know, I'll, I'll give you some credit there. That that was a interesting night for all of us. I think trying to play that one. <laughs> well, I just remember that one specifically because I've never heard those words uh, that you used uh, during the game <laughs> in that order. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's so, a rough night. But uh, yeah, that's boy. I, just, I don't know. We've we've played some turds over the last several years. So, but what about, about you, Nick? Nick? Uh, I I agree with you guys as far as the like. I think Star Wars Galaxy is going to be up there in the you know towards the top. I think maybe number one on his most top five uh, favorite games. For disappointments, I really don't know. I, I, but if I were to guess, this is a complete guess. Golf with friends, I think might be on that list. <laughs> that I think, was, I think that's Pat's. on his top five. That was Pat's <laughs> top five. Wrestling, it was Pat's top five, but I think it's on your list too. If it's on my top five, it's because it drove Patrick so crazy. That's the only reason why it's on my top five. <laughs> It'll be in his top five yeah. phase at that point. <laughs> well, it is, I mean, number I, five. I, Right, right. Well, I mean, I, I think like you guys, I think I want to start off with with the disappointments. Um, and and I'm saying disappointments. I mean, because I there's there's nothing that I really hated anything more than like ET. But we talked about that in the last podcast, and so really I went in a different kind of aspect and went disappointments. And so, um, and, and it's really disappointments. Games that were super hyped, super exciting, ready to play. And it just was like, I mean, it was just like Price is Right, you know, wah, 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 just, just let down. And so to start off with that list on my number five uh, disappointment list is a game called Wildstar. Uh, Wildstar was an MMO. It, it came out kind of uh, a couple of years after World of Warcraft. It had a lot of hype to it. Abs- um, actually, the former members of Blizzard went on to this game to build, um, I think it was Carbine, uh, and then uh, NCSoft bought them out. And, um, man, there was so much hype around this game. The classes were were super cool. Um, everything just seemed kind of new, but yet uh, familiar. The thing about it is, is, is the, this, number one, the game came out. There was a lot of buggy stuff to start off. It was just super buggy tanks holding aggro was really difficult the good thing about the game is it did have a true holy trinity but it was hard to find players that really knew their role they didn't know how to stay out of stuff because it this was a very i mean you were penalized if you stayed in the stuff you were penalized you were hurt and uh it just it was just really tough to get along with what was really difficult too is like it it really pumped up this like player housing thing and it was Another moment in that was just kind of like a, it was just a really disappointing moment when we got the housing, when you, when you got these things, it was just a bunch of, of like piddly things that just, it just didn't work out well. So that's my number five disappointment game was Wildstar. Uh, I remember that one. That one we played for only a little while. We didn't play for very long. <laughs> we, I think we played and raced to the end and that was it. Got the player housing and, and stuff like that. It was buggy. It was an interesting concept, and the classes the classes were pretty boring, though. So yeah, it only lasted what like four years, I think, before yeah, it went out of business. Total, yeah. Before I mean, I I think we played it for maybe two and a half months, if that. And I, I was really psyched about it. I, I really liked, um, you know, the artwork and and everything that went into it. But then when you started playing it, it just didn't it just didn't do it. So that's my number five. Um, yeah, typical my, in CSoft. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean. And as I was making my list, too, I, I saw myself kind of, like, focusing in on publishers and stuff like that, too. I was like, golly, I mean, like, with Wildstar, I was I was going between that and Aeon. You know, I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, but yet both of them are NCSoft games. So, but uh, anyway, moving on, uh, number four uh, is Anthem. 
Uh, Anthem is number four. Man, that that game. I think the four of us were just so ready to play that game. the The gameplay was fun, but then it got very repetitive. And then we found ourselves in another kind of co-op game that it was the same little quests over and over and over. There was UI issues. There were, you know, where are you on the map issues. There were just all these issues that just, I mean, I think we played that maybe two weeks. And here we were waiting, I think, six months for that game to come out. So I'm not really going to go into a lot of detail with that one because us as a group uh, have talked about that game quite a bit and have talked about EA's and capabilities with games like that. But uh, that's number four is Anthem. I don't uh, think anybody here would disagree. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I almost, after I made my decision on you're disappointed, I thought about that one. I was like, oh, I bet you that's on there. I mean, yeah, that's I think known. that one there was just I was really pumped for that one. So, but moving on to number three, uh, number three, this may be not a big surprise, but th- there's going to be an aha moment for everybody, and that's Star Wars: The Old Republic. I tell you what, I think. Me and Patrick jeweled for six months on that game. It was like, finally, we get an update to Star Wars Galaxies. Finally. And then during the commercials, there was something that I reflected on. Story-driven MMO. Story-driven MMO. Story-driven MMO. And I'm like, okay, stop telling me that. What does that mean? So we get into the game, and we realize what that means. It means leveling is a story, which was great. It was really, that was the only good thing about that game, was the story. Building your character, uh, making the choices of, of, you know, dark versus light. All that stuff was, was fantastic. And then we got to max level, and it was like, crap, what do we do now? There's like <laughs> five dungeons. there, and, and it's the same thing over and over. Again, finding trouble with groups, trying to get in there. Tanking was really difficult in that game, especially early on. Now, it got better as time progressed, but it just... It, it did. And then EA sunk their teeth into it, went to free to play. All those things just ruined that game and, and really was just truly a huge disappointment because I remember getting that Darth title. You know, I put it up on my Facebook. I was so proud of it. And then I think like three weeks later, we were done with the game. And, and it was just it was just sad. So that's my number three. All you guys and your big anthem haters. I mean, I, I like the game. I, I guess it was a disappointment in that aspect. I really hope with Anthem 2.0 that they revive that game because I like it. But yeah, there's no content. It was hype to no end. But in my opinion, it was it was a good game. It just lacked content. Uh, I agree. So it, it, it didn't hold anybody's interest past racing to the end. Yeah, exactly. That uh, that just needed to, uh, you know, they just need to let Bioware do what Bioware does. They weren't allowed to do it. You can tell by the game that there was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of push and you know, they didn't give them uh, what they needed to do to make it, make it what it was supposed to have been. I am really surprised that star Wars made on there. Cause I mean, we played a lot of it yet. The end game was not there, but I'm pretty sure we made one of every character. <laughs> we <laughs> so did we played a it, lot of it. We did play a lot of it, but like, when I thought about disappointments, it was it was in the end it was really disappointing because we didn't get to get into some of that end game content. We really we got to see those stories. That was a good part of the game, but but afterwards there was no follow through on it. There was no continuation. We we didn't continue with that. And and the more that I reflect back on it, it was just a product of the time. It was kind of like that filler between what Galaxies was and what 
World of Warcraft was, and it was like because it was Star Wars, it gave gave more attention. Uh, I gave it more attention because it was Star Wars. But when when I truly sit down and reflect on it, it was actually a, a very disappointing game. The game's still alive now. If it was one of my favorite games, I should be playing it still now. At least that's my opinion with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I everything is the game is basically really driven towards single player, even though it's an MMO. Because even all the little episodes that there's because they're still releasing like episodic events and stuff like that for the yep. game, they're all single player driven. Like this is your story type thing. So I mean, yeah, it definitely isn't an MMO. It has MMO aspects, but a lot of the multiplayer stuff's just not there. But yeah, playing Star Wars with friends would have been cool. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll move on to number two. Uh, number two is it probably might be a surprise to the whole group is actually uh, SimCity 2013 when uh, EA got a hold of it. Man, I was really excited to have that out. Bought it on Steam, installed it. I think the first night me and Patrick got on, I think we waited uh, four hours to get on. Uh, the connectivity with it was terrible. Uh, and then there was not as much custom uh, customization of the city, of of the way that you could change things like there was in 3000. You know, it, it was really disappointing. That was kind of heartbreaking because I love SimCity. I actually haven't played SimCity at all, anything since that day. It, it just it broke my it broke my heart to see such a fun game to me just butchered uh, and not ready to play. I mean, a lot of my disappointments come from games that are hyped, 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 and not ready at release. They're just not. We've talked about that I think to death. But SimCity 2013 was really disappointing to me. I feel like I literally wasted sixty dollars on that game. Just it was just really disappointing for me. Yeah, I think uh, it was highly rated when it when before everybody got their hands on it. I think everybody was rating it really high, and then it came out, and like Metacritic and all these guys dumbed their reviews down. I think it yeah. sat. I think it currently sits in Metacritic in somewhere in the sixties, sixty percent. That one came out on Origin, right? Twenty thirteen. I uh, I bought that copy, so I'm not sure if it's on Origin now. But I bought that a copy originally. I mean, I bought it the day it released. I mean, uh, it's the new SimCity, right? I mean, yes. it was. Okay. Uh, it's not the newest, right? No, it's no, not, 13. Not the, it's not the yeah the two, 2013 version. This was the this was the one. This was like SimCity four. It was supposed to be SimCity oh, four. Sim kind of yeah, kind of. But they called it SimCity. EA got a hold of it and they just rebranded it plain old SimCity. Uh, and that's why I said 2013. That that one that came out there. SimCity three thousand was really great. I mean, I loved all those the ones previous to this, but. That one there, that one killed me on that on that genre. Um, I even have trouble playing new ones that come out now, the ones that come on Xbox and stuff like that, just because I'm so depressed still after you know seven years of that game not being able to play it. So that one was a really big big disappointment for me. Yeah, I have that one. That one is Origin, and that one, um, it yeah, compared to the other ones, like I love SimCity too. It's one of my favorite city builders. And Sim, I love SimCity, you know, 2000, SimCity 3000, even SimCity 4 I really liked. And yeah, SimCity was probably my the one that I least liked. I still play it occasionally here and there. I mean, they have updated it more and, and it kind of fixed some of the bad things that, that would happen, but it's still, it's still not as good as the prior versions. Yeah. Now, um, I'm going to wait for, I'm going to kind of put a little bit of... Uh... You know, excitement in there. Wait for my number one on the worst 
but I do want to make a moment here, just make a little like I think y'all kind of did some notable mentions or some honorable mentions. Honorable, I have one honorable mention for my worst, uh, and that's the Final Fantasy XIV, the 1.0, uh, the very first launch. It almost made it on the list, but because they fixed it, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to put it on the list. But the hilarity of that night logging in with Patrick, we were so excited about that game. And we, I don't think we could even do the first quest because there were so many people bogging down the server and the and the quests were broke. That very first launch of, of Final Fantasy XIV was hilarious. So yeah. I thought I'd do an honorable <laughs> mention on that. Yeah, that one should have gotten even more of an honorable mention just because, yeah, we put, I think we played for like, we tried to play for like two or three hours and we ran to the first <laughs> little site, the first quest when you run out of the town and there was just a line of people. Look, I lined to the women's bathroom at a sporting event. <laughs> yep. There was just people waiting to kill the the NPC mob that was that spawns every now and then. And people were actually queued for it. They weren't being like jerks and circling the, the mob spawner. People were actually queued for it. My only my complaint with that game was when they killed it and they relaunched it to Realm Reborn, they charged you again. You couldn't if you were an original owner, you couldn't come back in. Yeah, that's that's like the double uh, the yeah. double edged sword, the yeah. You know, it's it's crazy, but yeah, I really wanted yeah. to watch the event where they killed the server, but I didn't get on to watch them drop the meteor on it. So <laughs> they let it they let great. you come back in because <clears throat> I was the original Realm Reborn owner. So was I, and I had to buy the game again because yeah, when I would log did. into the Mog Station, but it you would had, show that I didn't have yeah, the account. Because what you had to do is they had posted a thing. You had to be you had to have an active subscription between a certain time period, and then they right. would give you the game, right. the Realm so, Reborn game. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't subscribe. I got the, I bought the physical copy of the game, played the first day and couldn't get in, and was just like whatever, and tried a couple more times. But I never paid for a subscription because I could never play. So mm. since I didn't have a subscription, but I paid for the sixty dollars original game, I couldn't come back in and play. I couldn't just transfer my account. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I did. I played through the game and and everything. That that's uh it's fantastic that the the honorable mention there strikes up such conversation. That's fantastic. A lot of us were a little annoyed with that game. That's for sure. So well, so I'm gonna go ahead and and move on there to the best list. I'm gonna leave that number one on the worst uh, here for just a moment. Best that I tell you what, there's so many good games. It was really hard to choose, but I think I finally dwindled it down. And in number five spot, I think um, I think Ghost was probably number five. I put on here a couple of games, but I really want to also preface this by saying, you know, PS4 standalones have been spectacular. A Ghost, God of War, Horizon, Dawn, all those are really good, but I think Ghost is my favorite out of that. What a fantastic story. What a fantastic game. I didn't have any of the bug issues at all. It was really, the, the assassination part of it was fantastic. Um, everything to that game was just great. I mean kind of being able to like customize your look a little bit. I didn't really get the opportunity during the review to say the moment that you went and you cut and, and you kind of got your ghost mode and, and, and you chopped off that leader's head right in front of everybody. I, I got, I got chills down my body. It was just like, it was just the most awesome thing. I think I actually cheered out loud, uh, was not expecting it. So when a game does that to me, it's definitely, uh, got to be on the top of my list. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody here could uh, disagree with that. I think if we'd have played that before we did our tops, that would definitely be on it because I would definitely put that into my top five compared to my other list. Uh, I think I could probably move something off of there to fit that. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was an excellent game. And so, 
So, uh, Patrick, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, I don't think you'll find anybody in this in here that disagrees. We all loved that game, and it has yeah. probably a place in our top ten and maybe top five for a lot of us. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to find games that are gonna bump it at all. Um, you know, considering each one of our lists, I think that one is great. So, yeah, I can't talk enough about that game and just just how happy that that purchase was for me for sure. Moving on to number four, I I hate I hate when I am like Shane. It drives me crazy. I love you, Shane. <laughs> but Final Fantasy VIII, uh, Final Fantasy VIII is my number four. The switch from the from seven, the the upgrade in the graphics, the the storyline was fantastic. Was it a little long winded on the RPG at times? It was, but the story was so good that it held up during the whole time. I mean, I just remember like the end. I I I, I mean, I was actually convinced that I think we died, and I, I didn't know what was happening. And then next thing <laughs> you know, it didn't, and it was just like that was probably and and, and to kind of also talk about my 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 gaming life. I mean, that was probably my first really true start to finish RPG. Uh, it just so happened that that's the game. I, I didn't play um, a lot of the older the Final Fantasies. Um, I was overseas during the time, you know, and so it was a little bit different on the timing for my for my RPG uh, career. And that one there, it held my attention the whole time. I, I loved it. I do have the remastered. I haven't gone through yet. I kind of hope they would have done a voiceover, but I heard they didn't. So That'll be a little tough, but we'll see. It's still it's still one of my favorite. Uh, it is my favorite Final Fantasy series game. It, it is, and I and I, I enjoyed ten and I enjoyed twelve a little bit, but that one there really really sticks with me. I, I'm not just, playing I'm just the original. So honored. <laughs> <laughs> not playing the original. I can tell you the remaster is awesome. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I can't now, play the old version now because, you know, I'm a graphics snob, so I just have to wash my eyes out with bleach after looking at the old version. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's, difficult. It's definitely, uh, I do wish, like Russ was saying, I wish they would have done the voiceover change to it. Um, I think, uh, honestly, I think they should do a remake of that one as well. Uh, it's just, in my opinion, it is the, it is the better of the, PlayStation One eras, definitely. I mean, the Guardian Force. Sometimes people like want to complain about the Guardian Force about about every time you pull out infrared or something like that, it has to go through that whole little pro. I liked that. I liked could, that. I was unleashing it every time. Like it was like it was awesome to me. Yeah, and you could skip that. There was a way to set it up, skip it, if I do remember correctly, on the original. Either way, I wasn't going to skip it because I I loved to see it every time because oh. it was like oh, y'all about to get it now. I mean, I just oh, like absolutely. some kind of, you know. So that was my number four. Going in number three, um, this is going to be no surprise. Uh, World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Even though in the last years they they have dumbed down the game, they they made it very basic. World of Warcraft is almost nostalgic for me. Getting in there, um, I mean, I can remember first started playing with a guy named Velnius, uh, as his actual name is Chris, and, and we were like running through, um, we were running through somewhere. I cannot remember where we were. Night Elves at the time, it was like Trisful Glades or something like that. We were running through there, and it was the first time we had flagged ourselves PvP, and and it was this epic battle with these guys, and and we won, and it was like the most satisfying thing that ever happened, and and I mean, I played a druid the whole time through, pretty much. 
I'd try to re-roll something, but I'd always go back to the Druid. I mean, if I had to say anything, it would be like, yes, Burning Crusades. Up to Burning Crusades was probably my favorite. Burning Crusades, like being a Druid uh, during that time, was very OP. Loved it to death. They started to kind of slowly start dumbing down the gameplay after that, little by little, each expansion by each expansion. And it did get a lot of uh, rinse and repeat type stuff. And, and that's kind of why I've, I've slacked off on the game. But I still, it, it will always hold a special place in my heart. Uh, you know, 40-man raids, uh, coming down to 20-man and 10-man. And just, it, I don't know, it was Blizzard put together a, a well, a well put that put that get to game together very well, if I can speak. And um, I just enjoyed it so much. That game had, I mean, yeah, I mean, we played a lot of that game. I have a lot of great memories with that game. Made a lot, met a lot of great people in my life because of that game online. I mean, there's some, I mean, we have, there's tons of friends and people we've met on that game that, you know, they're good, fond memories. I, I remember half the time just running dungeons with groups of friends that we ran a hundred times, but we're just BSing the whole time. I mean, you know, I remember foregoing sleep for that game so that I could stay up. I would go to work at, you know, leave to go to work at, you know, six or seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then I would go home. I would work till six or seven o'clock in the afternoon and come home and sleep till one or two so I can run raids and dungeons with with a group of friends that we had, you know, and just rinse and repeat that stuff. But, you know, made a lot of great. That game is nostalgia for that. The people I'll do that a lot for me because we ran with what when we were when uh, we first started playing, ran with Celestial Navigator CN doing 40 man raids and had met great people in that guild. And then moved on to some smaller guilds and smaller groups of friends. And, you know, some of them are still friends today. Some of them we don't really talk to a lot now. And then some we've, you know, some we've lost. They're no longer with us, you know. But, you know, it's the nostalgia in that game is the people. That game has basically turned into a giant um, conglomeration of friends and people that got to know each other to let's use Dungeon Finder and not talk to people and not hang out with people. So that's kind of why I left. I mean... We're great friends. I mean, you and I have a lot of friends that we still stay in somewhat contact with that game because yeah. of that game, I should say. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, so that was number three. Number three, World of Warcraft. Uh, great game. A lot of memories. And, and that may be part of the reason why it ended up finding itself on my best list was because the, my fondest memories, some of my greatest times where some people maybe remember a, a bar or a pub they went to and they're like, oh, I love that pub because... That was kind of our pub for for many years, and and we enjoyed it quite a bit. And uh, so this one's going to be a surprise. Number two is going to be a surprise because everybody's thinking it's going to be number one, but number two is Star Wars Galaxies. It ended up at number two, Star Wars Galaxies. I mean, what can I say about this game that that you four or you three have not heard from me constantly? Um, I had three accounts. Uh, I had a dancer doing buffs. I had a doctor doing buffs. I had a Terakasai master swordsman. I had a combat medic at one time, and a, and a rifleman. I mean, all that stuff. Player cities, space um, expansion. I mean, there we could go on and on about this game. I don't want to sit here for the next 45 minutes and just tell you why I love this game so much. It was my introduction to MMOs. Some people had, like, Ultima Online or, or, or uh, EverQuest as their introductions I was a late bloomer when it came to MMOs, and Star Wars was my first one, and what a great game it was. Fond memories of the first time I got on there and literally having to run for like 25 minutes just to get to the town we were going to so that I could get a speeder bike. 
I mean, who does that now? Who has right. the patience for that kind of thing now? Nobody does. But by God, I sat there that night and I held that W key for 20 minutes to make sure I could get me a speeder bike. I remember that they were advertising it. They were advertising that we got a city on lock, but you know we don't have a starport yet, so you got to run. And we were newbie. There's newbies. <laughs> you don't have a speeder bike. It would have been like a two minute to five minute run on a speeder bike, but we had to run it because they didn't have a starport yet, and they were trying to get enough people to get a starport or shuttle port at that point. Then they put starports and shuttle ports up, and next thing you know, the shuttle port's ten minutes. You have to sit there, and you're like praying to God you meet, you get there. It's like like running a red light, or not running the red light, but hitting the green lights. You know, right. you're hoping and praying, but and you know they 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 change things and stuff like that, and, and and we all know that, and and so you know from from my number two best, I'm gonna go to back to what I was talking about, my number one worst, and that. Surprising enough is Star Wars Galaxies. So my number one disappointment is Star Wars Galaxies. It made both lists. You're right, Patrick. It did. Uh, it's my it's my most favorite game of all time, and it's the game that probably hurt me more than anything. So Patrick had discussed a little bit of it just to kind of give you more of an understanding. Uh, we went to bed one night. We woke up the next day, um, and the first the first initial installment was they dumbed down the combat and so what they did they did this um i I can't remember it wasn't the nge but it was a first one and what they did was they took all of the ability to become jedi and turned it into a mission quest type of situation so however many holocrons you had done and just to give everybody a little understanding a holocron is kind of like a um a jedi book you open it up it tells you what to do whether to be a, a bioengineer and understanding they had 33 classes at this point in time so you had to master each of these professions for whatever the holocron was asking you you get to a, a certain point where they would basically be hidden or secret so you had to open them all up then once you got them all then you became a jedi and there was only you know maybe two dozen jedi the whole time at this point in time so become a jedi it was a big deal and then they did this thing to where they completely wiped that out and all that work that we had done to become Jedi's was kind of like almost like a, a stat squash. They they moved you back in the chain. So that was the first change that we had. And so then we had to go do this series of quests to become Jedi, but we didn't really understand exactly what part of the quest we were at. And then when we did understand, we realized, holy crap, we're going to have another six months before we can be Jedi. And so that was the first hit on us. And then shortly after that, that was when those actual new game enhancements came back. They dropped from 33 classes to 9 classes. The queue system was over. And what I'm talking about, a queue system is you could queue your attacks. You know, all those things happened. People were literally protesting in the game. Like, no joke. They would have mass groups of people burning these servers down in, in areas protesting to the point where the people that ran the servers would literally teleport these protesters to other cities in the game. They would literally move them and send them somewhere else. Uh, it was mm. just, it was atrocious. It was it was awful. I mean, we're not even, you know, when I go back to the best part of it, we're not even discussing the crafting and the, the, the uh, economy in the game. The economy was completely self-sufficient. This is a game where, like an Eve, where, you know, a corporation can own a server or something like that. It wasn't like that here. Everybody needed everybody. You, it was like a, it was like a very much a capitalistic type of thing where you went to the best vendor who had the best guns, who had the best 
um, stems, all that stuff was there. And an overnight, in one night, um, they completely ruined that game. So I don't yeah. want to go too far onto a tangent. I'll let y'all talk a little bit more about it, but it definitely made both of my lists. Yeah, I don't know if Shane or Nick, you guys play this game, but I remember playing it early when it came out. I played the beta. I have the beta disc still for this game where they would, because it was back in, you know, a long time ago when it came out and they didn't actually have download. It, it was like five or it's six or seven beta discs that I have for this game. But yeah, it was it was funny because yeah, when we were playing, it was you know the the game to become a Jedi, you basically had to do this storyline quest where you have to go and uh, it was it was based on professions. You had to master certain professions that were locked. They were randomized for your character. So you would holocron farm, and the holocrons would tell you the four of the four classes that you need to master. And then after the fourth one, they would go what's called silent. The holocron would go silent, and you would need to find that one hidden class. So you had to master four holocron classes and then one hidden class out of the 33. So you have, you know, you did four. So you have 29 classes that your silent class could be. And once you mastered it, you would get a visit from the, I can't remember what it was, like a mysterious stranger or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Jedis were like a coveted thing. There was not many in the game and it was, it was a, it was something everybody strived for. I remember just, I remember AFK macro and the crap out of all the crafting professions so I can get them out of the way when I wasn't gaming and then reset that so I can reuse those spec points for something else. Uh, it was an awesome game and a cool concept. And even though you had to master one, you had to find that one secret out of 29 classes, it was still a fun game. We played so many times together where I'd be like, hey, Russ, I need you to, I need you to run this guy out to my harvesters because I got to do the crafting professions. So I had to drop all my combat professions. So he would run point for me. He would kill all the NPC creatures while I went out to my harvesters and grabbed materials so I can set up my AFK macro and go to bed, you know, and vice versa. It was a fun game, and yeah, and basically they killed it in the course of it, – it felt like overnight, and it really kind of was because once we realized the the quest chain was based on you can only do so far every day, and you had to basically build faction, you know, to do it. So it pretty much killed it, and then, and then we came back when NGE was in full swing, and I don't even think we put 20 minutes into it before that. We were like, nope, I'm done. We're gone. So yeah. it was a heartbreak of a game. We played – talk about a game that had no direction. There was no – when it came yeah. out, there was, no, there was no dungeons. There was no end game. It was play, style, go to all these different planets. It was just massive, but it didn't have direction. It didn't tell you to go to this planet to go reach this dungeon until further on, and they started adding things like the Death Watch bunker and the, the Geonosian caves and things like that You know that you would go to. You wanted to – I remember on the group of servers we played on, Naboo had the best, like, bazaar. You would go to this town in Naboo, and it had, like, the most vendors. And you would spend a day basically shopping. I remember one time going, hey, I need a new pair of vibro knuckles. And I got all all these credits. And so I spent – I probably spent three or four hours perusing all the shops in Naboo looking for the best vibro knuckles, you know, (laughs) for my character. And so it was one of those games where I don't know – I don't know where we are now because we don't have anything like that, in my opinion, now. A complete sandbox. It was a complete sandbox game. Like, it's the definition of that. I mean, you know, there was zero direction. Uh, and until really, like, uh, Jump to Lightspeed came in, that D- DLC, you know, there wasn't much content, if anything, that was actually added. And then and then that started to add a little bit, which gave it another awesome layer uh, with space uh, battling and, and, and being in a TIE fighter. And, and it was just, it was fantastic. But again, 
it turned into that disappointment. So I think as we as we say that 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 horse has been has been beaten, but you know that is definitely uh, one of my favorite and, and worst games. So that finishes up that worst list at number one. And so I'm probably I may surprise somebody. Uh, I may not on this. My number one best game uh, of all time uh, is Half Life. Half-Life was my introduction to PC gaming for the most part. Yeah, I told you I played some Doom, but you know that was just a little bit. When Half-Life came out and I had just got my my very first true PC, I got Half-Life. I was Gordon Freeman. There was aliens, there was craziness, there was great dialogue, wonderful story. I found myself so immersed into that game, you know, that I thought I was Gordon Freeman. And then to come and, and play that game, I probably played that game, you know, for a month straight, four or five hours a night, just playing and playing and playing to get to the very end, to get to the very end and, and to have that choice. And I was like, I'm not going to join you. And I was <laughs> dead. And I'm like, what? I, I, what? What just, I mean, that was just the greatest thing to me. Half-Life spawned things like, Team Fortress, uh, Counter-Strike, all those games that we played along with it. I mean, Counter-Strike is one of my favorite shooters of all time. It's on my honorable mention list, as a matter of fact. You know, getting into LAN parties and playing Team Fortress and those things, that game just spawned a whole different kind of gaming for me. And so that's my number one all-time favorite is is Half-Life. You know, I hate to be that guy, but... Half-Life was great, but there's many other games, I think, even at that time that were were better. Probably not a story better, but gameplay better, I would think. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> I'd have to disagree with you, sir. I know you yeah. would, but you <laughs> so so now so, then, so, so now, you know, Half-Life did a freaking pain in the butt VR. thing with the new one in VR. <laughs> so, Russ, are you going to buy a VR headset so that I can use it, too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played Half-Life 2. Half-Life 2 was good. Uh, it, it was kind of an updated version, but it, you know, the, the problem with Half-Life 2 and, and like, Half-Life, like, um, what is it? Um, what's the game? Um, oh, it's just a new one. Were you talking about the other one? No, no, no. There was games that came out that during that time, like, Dose Egg? What was that? Yeah, that one first came out around that time too, and then they and then that one kind of lo- lost its luster for me as it upgraded. And so Half Life kind of did the same too. I, I liked Half Life too, but I I don't know. Maybe it's that nostalgia. Maybe it's that that first game like that that I really played that pulls me back to Half Life and say, you know. And then I played the second one. It's like, oh, yeah, this is okay. It's not bad. I, I don't know yet. I'm not really sold on VR. I know y'all have discussed that a little bit before. Uh, if we haven't discussed it on the podcast, we discussed it with us four. I don't know that I'm a big VR person. I, I've played a few of them in VR, but they're just, I don't know, they're just not, the game's just not the same, and, and the VR technology is still a little clumsy right now. And so maybe if it gets to be better, might possibly, but for right now, I just want to keep Half-Life where it's at and, and where I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, VR is is a hot subject for us because I want to play Half Life Alex, but I can't afford a <laughs> VR system. And and there's only two games that I want to play that VR is the driving factor behind, and that's Half Life Alex and the Star Wars games, uh, the Vader ones on yeah, but, Vader Unleashed. You know, yeah, but you know, like like Nick and Shane, they have PSVRs, which is probably the 
best price point to get into VR. It's the easiest and simplest and cost-effective way. But I want Half-Life Alex, which is not on the PlayStation, so I'm not spending the $600 to get my... Well, my computer probably can't even handle VR now, so I'd have to buy a new computer and then get VR. So, you know, I I really want to play Half-Life Alex, And I, I Half-Life, I'm surprised that Half-Life is your number one. Um, I really, really, because I didn't even hear the game that you'll never shut up about on the list, which... You know, freelancer. I didn't even hear that make anywhere on your list. So, <laughs> well, the, that was you know, freelancer on my honorable mention list. I've got freelancer, Counter Strike, and Age of Mythology. You know, freelancer. I do. I, I love that game a lot. But I, I also, you know, compared to the five that I that I chose, it, it's 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 just something that it's just not quite there in the sense of like the top five. Half Life, Star Wars, uh, Wow. Final Fantasy VIII and Ghost. If you see them, you'll you'll say to yourself, "Yeah, you have two MMOs, MMOs." But I also have an action RPG. I've got a straight up RPG, and I've got a first person shooter. So each genre is just a little bit different. And then Star Wars Galaxy kind of had that freelancer esque jump to light speed type of thing, and, and that was actually wonderful in Star Wars. So like freelancer, very enjoyable game, but also just it's just an honorable mention for me. Uh, just like Age of Mythology. Age of Mythology is probably my favorite uh, strategy game of all time. Um, you know, and, and but it, I just couldn't put it in that top five list. I, I just didn't quite have it in me to put it up there. Well, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't disregard anything on either one of your list. Uh, I mean, I could definitely see the pros and cons of all of them. I was definitely. I definitely was surprised by the Half Life though, because you don't really talk about. Uh, first-person shootery kind of games very much. Typically, it's you know some sort of a role-playing type of thing. But yeah, Half-Life is a is a great game, and it's right. But I was kind of surprised to hear that. Yeah, I mean, we as a group, us, we we play a lot of console gaming. Patrick knows me from PC gaming a lot as well, and and first-person shooters on on the PC, I don't mind so much. Uh, I did struggle with Battle, uh, what was it, Borderlands 2 a little bit on, on the PC, but that's just, uh, I think that was just because I was kind of in a transition with the computer at that time. I, I think it was just a little bit too old to play uh, Borderlands 2, but it, you know, I, I do like first-person shooters on um, on the computer a little bit, but Half-Life was just that introduction to it. So yeah, I mean, I I am I'm still kind of like when we ever you guys talked about your top five. A lot of your guys' games were, were one-player games or, or experiences that you guys had. Um, for me, I, I really love my MMOs or I hate my MMOs. And so, um, you know, it's one thing that I'm missing right now is a solid MMO. Everything that's coming out now is either uh, a rinse and repeat or it's a, you know, Korean or or Asian um, style MMO, which is that that they're beautiful games but they're not the way that I like to build a character through an MMO. It's, it's, it's not the, it's not the style that I enjoy old world of Warcraft, uh, star Wars galaxies. That kind of thing is, is what I would love to see come back, but I'm afraid that, that, that may never happen. Yeah. It's definitely hard to, it's definitely hard to pick a, a top five and a worst five kind of thing, because honestly, you know, if I look back, there's some games that, you know, started me off in certain directions, like, uh, online when it comes to online uh, shooters rainbow six for the original xbox that really got me hooked on online shooters and you know of course you got halo and ghost recon rainbow six 
all of that good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, depending on how you want to look at your top five, I definitely see why you would have kind of a variety that you did. Yeah, the MMOs were pretty strong in that one. <laughs> a lot of, lot of time spent, a lot of money spent on MMOs, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. So there you guys have it. Uh, I really appreciate uh, you letting me share that with you. Uh, I knew I was going to surprise some and, and, and really not surprise uh, in others. I mean, I, I I do talk a lot about specific things, but also, you know, Shane and Nick are still learning a little bit uh, about me because, you know, everything we do is a lot of console. But, you know, Patrick knows um, there was a solid 12 years there. It was PC gaming all the way. Yeah, lots of PC gaming. We played a lot of MMOs. Well, that was a good one. Yeah, definitely a good interesting list there. Um, Nick, Shane, you guys got anything you want to add about the list or any of the games on there that you uh, disagree with or anything like that? Nope, uh, his Final Fantasy VIII should have been a little higher up, but you know what? I'm going to give him credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> How about Nick? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think Final Fantasy VIII should have been six, but, you know, that's just me. Hey, 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 <laughs> suck, <laughs> suck a butt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Half-Life, I, I do love Half-Life. Um, I've played all Half-Life games you know i played the expansions the opposing forces and blue shift and uh, i played through half-life and all the you know side games that were made from half-life like day defeat and natural selection and uh, there was a uh, one that was kind of like a matrix uh style game where you you could do like bullet time and stuff from max Payne, and it was an online shooter too and then counter-strike of course you know, and a lot of those games went on to be their own standalone games. I think Natural Selection went into Natural Selection 2. I don't know if that's still being played. I know Day Defeat went into its own uh, its own game. and so. I mean, yeah. Steam, for goodness gracious. I mean, Steam was, 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 you know, birthed out of that. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, and Half-Life 2. I love Half-Life 2 as well. You know, the only thing bad about Half-Life 2 is they didn't make Episode 3. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a good little a good list, and yeah, and, and and we all look forward to hearing more from Russ as the the new fourth flavor of our podcast. Um, but that's all we have for you guys for today. So thank you guys for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>